Hey there, gym owners. Matt Scanlon here. Wanted to let you know that coming up on April 9th and 10th in Fairfax, Virginia, we are having our Fuel Your Passion business seminar. So if you're in the area or, hell, if you're not even in the area, um, get out to this. It's always a good time. We talk about business systems, retention, marketing, attracting new members. But most of all, it's a time for business owners to get together, to share in the struggle, to share best practices, and to just generally be a really tight-knit, supportive group of people, uh, which as gym owners, uh, we, we tend to always be that. We'll, we'll hit up a couple workouts together. Uh, it's going to be uh, a solid time, guys. So uh, I'm pretty sure they have burritos in Virginia, hopefully. If there is a workout, I'm hoping there's burritos nearby. Uh, but <laughs> otherwise, guys, head over to 321goproject.com and, and reserve your spot in that seminar. April 9th and 10th, CrossFit Burke in Fairfax, Virginia. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Sport of Business podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scanlon. And uh, a couple of uh, little housekeeping items here. Um, if you have not yet, head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show. We're also on Stitcher. And while you're there, go ahead and uh, leave us a review. So super excited today to be joined by a fellow gym owner, uh, rock star, uh, Borat impersonator, I just found out. And Don Moss, uh, he is the owner of CrossFit Apogee. Uh, Don, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. So you've got some nasty weather there. Why don't you let the listeners know uh, where you're calling in from? So uh, we're at CrossFit Apogee. We're uh, southeast of Tampa here in the little hamlet of Riverview, uh, Gibsonton area, about uh, 30 minutes away uh, from Tampa if you come down here into usually sunny Florida. However, the, the weather is a bit uh, low today. Uh, that's right. It'll just make the, the oranges grow that much bigger. You know, we, uh, I have no sympathy for you. So, I mean, so we're recording this in February. You probably will hear this uh, in March. So February in the Midwest is uh, miserable to say the least. So I, I, I don't feel sorry for you for having one rainy day whatsoever, Don. It could get to 60 degrees here in a couple of days, man. Uh, you know, I got to feel the love. Show's over, buddy. <laughs> um, okay, so so Don, fill us in on uh, how you started CrossFit Apogee and, and maybe kind of what that looked like leading up to that point. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, so I'm retired military. I was in the Air Force for 23 years. Joined when I was 18 as enlisted. I crossed over, became an officer in uh, 2001. And I was stationed at Balad Air Base in Iraq outside of Baghdad in 2010. And, uh, you know, doing standard workouts, I was 38 at the time. Um, you know, things were getting a little bit, you know, uh, slower to metabolize. You know, uh, my, you know, the, the fitness was not doing uh, what I wanted to as quickly as I wanted to when I was younger. And a friend of mine uh, said, hey, you know, you need to try out this CrossFit stuff. And I said, that's a fad, you know, it's, it's, you know, Richard Simmons, you know, whatever, it's going to go away. It's no big deal. He's like, no, really, you ought to try it. Um, you know, it could change your life. And I was like, whatever. Well, he kept hounding me, thank God. And, uh, finally wore me down and we did this event on base called a uh, fight gone bad. Uh, that was my very first CrossFit workout, completely floored and smoked at the end, you know, trying to figure out what had happened to me. And then, you know, uh, when could I do it again? Cause I actually felt like I had used my body for the first time in a long time. Uh, so 2010, you know, the hook sinks in, 
you know, I've drunk the Kool-Aid, I'm ready to go. From there, it was just a progression of, you know, all right, how do I share this feeling with as many people as humanly possible? Uh, you know, I was stationed in Illinois at the time, got stationed down here in Tampa, started coaching free Saturday classes uh, out in our development uh, playground. Uh, more and more people kept showing up. I was getting close to retirement. So we said, hey, you know, why don't we, you know, move this thing into the garage? So uh, we were a no kidding garage affiliate for a while out of our three car garage. We kicked the cars outside, we put some mats down and, uh, you know, we started off with a couple classes a week and then more and more people kept showing up. We started expanding classes, uh, got bigger and bigger. You know, I had finally pulled the ripcord and punched and we said, hey, you know, let's take a shot at this big time. And we looked around for a place, uh, you know, found a retail center, about four units uh, down here in the middle of a huge development area. And we opened up in, you know, December of 2013. And from there, you know, the rest is history. So kind of a, an offshoot, you know, transition to where we are today here at, at CrossFit Apogee. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't change a thing. It's been a wild ride. Don, I love, I love stories like that of hearing people experiencing it, going into the garage, opening their gym and like, just, I, I don't know, something about that story of the grind of that really, I think it resonates with a lot of gym owners and a lot of our listeners. So, uh, so when you were stationed in Iraq, did you have, uh, uh, an affiliate on base there? Yeah, we, we did, uh, what it was CrossFit fireball, I believe. Uh, and the, the base commander, uh, general Neubauer, I was actually an affiliate owner in Arizona. So he came over, he took over the base when I was there and, uh, said, Hey, I need CrossFit on this base now. And he got his team together. They built a CrossFit gym, uh, CrossFit gym, uh, right there, uh, on the base. And, uh, you know, that just started to explode, uh, from there. So yeah, thank goodness for him. Uh, cause who knows where I'd be right now if not for him and his crazy CrossFit ideas showing up in Iraq. That's really cool, man. So, so compare that, uh, I mean, for those of us that have never been on an affiliate on base, how does that compare to what a lot of our members are walking in to see in our gyms? You know, it's not that different. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, you know, people are still coming in from different capacities. You know, some are, you know, more athletic, some aren't, uh, there's scaling involved. Uh, you know, we're, we're all in the same PT uniform, so that's a little bit different. You know, you, you don't have a, a whole lot of individuality as far as clothing. But, uh, you know, the classes are run the same. You know, there's instruction, there's warm-ups. Um, I'm sure that if you went to a different, you know, military base, you know, somewhere in Iraq or in Afghanistan, maybe they ran it a little bit different. So it really is the affiliate model. Uh, it's just on different bases. Um, you know, you might have the base put a little bit more of a structure on it and you know, lay down the rules a little bit more depending on, you know, the affiliate just because it is a military environment. But, but, uh, oddly enough, it was not that different. So, so if I, if I hear you correctly, the only difference is probably Lululemon is probably the only yeah. distinguishing factor between the <laughs> military yeah. affiliates and the civilian affiliates. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of those things just, uh, it depends on the individual that's running it, the personality of the individual, like most, uh, affiliates, you know, if you have a great personality and a great individual running it, you know, very positive and, you know, ready to scale for people, um, you know, then, then that's a great box and you're all set. Um, and it, it, it's like any other place you can walk into one environment, you know, 10 minutes away, um, you know, versus, you know, whatever you're working in now. Yeah, I dig that. Um, so 
so Don, what are some of the lessons that you sort of took from your your years in in the Air Force and applied to running your box today? You know, I'd say one of the biggest things is is don't be afraid to delegate. Um, being a box owner is tough, and everybody who has done it, who's doing it, who's going to do it, uh, will tell you that um, it is a lot of work. Um, you know, uh, I was in the military for twenty three you know years, crazy schedules, lots of hours. Um, being a box owner, um, has its own, you know, kind of obstacles and frustrations, uh, its own level of work that you've got to do. And if you try to do it alone, I think your chances of success aren't nearly as high as if you get a, get a team of people around you of positive people who are going to help you out, but you've got to be, you know, ready to go ahead and give them the reins on things, you know, show them how to do things, uh, you know, give them some processes, uh, let them run with things, let them, you know, make some failures, you know, that's going to happen. Um, but they're going to learn from their failures, just like all of us do in CrossFit, you know, every day and, you know, in life. And if you let them do that, then you've got a great team of people who just get more and more capable around you. Uh, and you can really excel, I think. I have. Uh, so, Dom, my, my head coach uh, was in the Marine Corps. And and one thing that he has really illuminated for me was that that in the military, there's these, there's a clear structure of delegation. There's There's like very clear lanes, black and white, things are spelled out and uh, responsibilities are given. And that, I I think learning that, I think if, I mean, for affiliate owners that are civilians, for some reason, I think gym owners really struggle with delegation. You know, this, this feeling of like pride and ownership that this delegation becomes very difficult. So uh, how have you in your gym created some like, clear lines of delegation and assigned responsibility to people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's completely understandable. I mean, your box is your baby. You've decided to put a bunch of time, put a bunch of money, put your life into something and you want to, you know, you want it to go well and you have an idea of, of how that's going to happen. So letting go of that and letting somebody else kind of take care of your baby uh, is very difficult. Um, but you know, if you can make those lines of, you know, those avenues for people, those lines of, um, you know, effort for people to do that, it, it is, it's immensely helpful. So with us, you know, we have, I have a director of operations, you know, um, and she'll take care of, you know, memberships, working memberships, you know, she does uh, joy girl stuff as well. Uh, she runs nutrition programs. So she's, she has a couple of different things inside of her lane. Um, you know, my coaches are responsible for, you know, time on the floor, you know, prepping for time on the floor, um, you know, education. I've got two guys who clean the place, you know, they're actually sons of, you know, one of my members, uh, as a part-time job, they come in and clean the place and say, you know, here's your window. And if everybody's aware of who's in charge of what, um, it's, it's exceptionally helpful. Um, we have a great group of people where they're always offering to help everyone else, but we all know who the head you know, um, is on any given topic so that you can kind of go in that direction. They've got the, you know, the lead on it. They're aware of what's going on, what needs to be done. So there's always a POC kind of go to, um, and kind of work with that. And that really helps. Um, so it, it, I think it eases frustration, it eases confusion. Um, and it, and it makes that kind of line of communication back up the chain, you know, to me even easier because I know who I can go to. What has so learning to delegate and creating this uh, very robust organizational structure? What has that freed you up to be able to do? Like, what are some of those higher value items that you're now pursuing as a result of delegation? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, building the business, 
You know, um, when you start off any CrossFit gym, you know, usually you're probably going to be running, you know, some CrossFit classes. Um, well, your goal is, you know, okay, well, how do I get members in the door? You know, how do I get the best value per member, you know, coming in the door? And if you're spending, you know, this many hours cleaning, if you're spending this many hours, you know, um, doing joy girl stuff, which I like to do some of that myself, just to reach out and have a relationship with people. Uh, if you're spending, you know, this many hours running memberships, that's taking you away from, you know, the big picture items of, Hey, I would like to start a kid's program. There's a school next door. I'd like to start an Olympic program. I'd love to start a powerlifting program. I want to start, Hey, I want to bring a Zumba class in, you know, um, in my off hours, you know, to make use of dead time. Uh, and trying to do that, trying to market the business, um, is very difficult when you only have a finite number of hours in the day. Uh, if you don't delegate, then guess what? All of that stuff eats into your time and it's going to eat into your personal time. You know, if you've got a family, you want to see your family and, and that stuff is just going to kind of start a dark descent into, you know, a, a poor area you don't want to be in if, you know, you're not willing to give up some of that stuff, let people do the job, you know, excel at it, do great things and free you up to do the big picture items, which makes your life, you know, in the box, you know, a little bit better. So this, this podcast will, uh, will kind of capitulate, a. a brief series that we've done on staffing and staff development and, and things like that. So um, what I find so fascinating is that these, these sons of members that you have come in to clean the gym, I would imagine that whatever you pay them to do that, they are pretty stoked to get oh, yeah. that money. Like that's probably good money for a kid. Yeah. And I'm guessing is that when you, when you were doing that yourself, or if you ever did do that yourself, that was probably uh, not money well spent on yourself. That, that that hour was not well spent. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I can make a ton more money by, you know, uh, going through the process of starting new programs, you know, bringing in new members or adding more value to the members that are already here, giving them other options than mopping the floor. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, that's one of those things. It's got to be done you know, maybe in the beginning, because you want people to have a clean place to work out in. Um, that's what they expect. But uh, it's always got to be one of those things when you start up a business, like, hey, I have a goal in mind of I'm going to turn this over to somebody, I'm going to turn this over to somebody, I'm going to turn this over to somebody. And that's just going to open up, you know, the ability for your brain to go to work and to get, you know, those other programs to get those other high value items, you know, up and running. So, Don, for the gym owner listening to this, that they're resonating and they're like, gosh, you're right. You know, there's, there's so many things that I've been doing. I've been putting off looking for somebody to manage this stuff. Uh, you know, what is, what are some advice or tactics you could give to a gym owner to begin to kind of chip away at this idea of moving on to a high value role or, or giving your, like you said, giving your brain the opportunity to work and, and get creative and really thrive. So do you have any tips for, for gym owners that are like, yeah, I, I need to start getting after this? Yeah. Um, a great exercise is to just list out what you do each day. You know, what is the stuff that you find yourself having to do each day um, and be detailed about it? Um, or if there's things that you have to do three times a week, you know, two or three times a week, but things that take up your time, list those things out and, and you know, how long it takes to do each one and then chip away at that and say, Hey, you know, I am not the resident expert in mopping a floor. Like somebody can do that. You know, it doesn't have to be me. So, you know, start to identify, okay, are there people inside of my space um, that I trust, you know, uh, I can give them potentially give them keys to the place, 
you know, they can come in and clean on off hours. They can, you know, clean a couple times a week. Um, you know, are there people I trust to run memberships? Uh, you know, and try to find people in house that you know, their personalities, you've worked with them before, um, you know, make them part of the family. Uh, that's always helpful. But if not, you know, start looking outside, start interviewing people, uh, you know, put something out on Craigslist, you know, a job search site, um, see what you can find. You, you want good personalities and anybody that's associated with your box. So that's the number one thing. But if you can find those little pieces that you can give up, that immediately opens up your world, you know, to developing all the things that you want uh, to make the gym of your dreams, you know, the box of your dreams. I would even take that just a step further down. A, a super powerful exercise that I did is I actually just wrote down how much it would cost to be fully staffed. Yeah. And when you like look at that number uh, and it, it gives you a goal, like, so what does it look like to have every class coach? What does it look like to have a joy girl doing member retention? Yeah. Uh, wh- what will it cost? And just knowing that number for each one of those things. And then, you know, it's like, all right, so every dollar I make more than I need, it goes towards this. It goes to chip away at this number that has me fully staffed and, and fully staffed means different things for different people. It's whatever makes you happy. You know, if, you know, I, I talked to somebody the other day and they're like, you know, my sweet spot is coaching six classes a week. Cool. Keep the six classes a week. Nobody's asking you to give up what you love. I mean, hell, that's why we open up businesses to begin with is to do whatever we want. So, but, but Don, I, I think that's, I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the having something in writing kind of gives you power over it. I think it does. Yeah. That, um, that is huge. And then, you know, as you chip away at that stuff, you know, empower those people by putting stuff down in writing, you know, then you get into the other thing that I pulled from the military is processes, checklists. You know, you've got to build that book. You've got to build that continuity book, get some help from people who know how to do that. Um, and to make it as thorough as possible so that somebody does not have to call you, you know, three or four times a day. Oh, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? When you turn over the keys to somebody, train them up, give them access to the book, you know, give them access. Hey, here are your lanes. Here's how to do everything. And boy, talk about a freeing process. I mean, you know, then they, they are empowered, you know, they have responsibility. They can do things, you know, themselves and they'll surprise you. But, um, the checklists, you know, um, the processes, you know, it takes a little bit of work to put those things together, but you know, they pay off in spades. Yeah, and, and you know, and as your staff develops and you get people that you really trust, you can even look to them to refine the original job description that you gave Absolutely. them. That's, oh, that's huge. Yeah. So you mentioned something when you're talking about looking for staff that you really resonate with and something that I really gleaned from you in our sort of pre-interview, Don, is uh, personalities and how important it is to have the right personalities on the bus. So for your gym, what does an ideal personality look like for one of your employees? You know, they've got to be positive. That's the thing is um, they've got to just enjoy what they do. They've got to like people. Um, You're going to have so many people that walk into your box who are going to be intimidated right from the get-go. And coming through the door is a huge step for them because they've heard of CrossFit, you know, and it's these crazy people, you know, on ESPN doing amazing things. And they're like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to do that? A lot of them aren't aware of the scaling opportunities in there. So they're intimidated, you know, when they walk in and they need to, that first point of contact, whoever it is, when they walk in, it could be, you know, the janitor, you know, it's, it's gotta be somebody who makes them feel welcome. Um, 
So you need somebody who likes people. Uh, you need somebody who's positive, who's optimistic. Um, I will take that hands down over somebody who might be smarter in a certain field because I can take somebody who's got a great personality, loves people, working with people, and I can make them smarter in doing memberships. I can make them smarter in coaching. But, you know, it's very difficult to take somebody who might be smart in a certain field and give them a better personality. And if, if somebody walks in and they run into a bad personality or somebody who just doesn't seem to care, um, you know, you're just a number, guess what? They're going to turn around and, and take their business elsewhere and they're going to have a bad taste of CrossFit in their mouth. So, you know, the half of CrossFit is the community. It's the tribe, you know, the system is great. The methodology works, but it's the family and you've got to have that positive tribe. And, um, you know, that'll pull people in. That's, that's immense. I can't, understate the importance of personality and my people enough. And that starts from the top. I mean, I, you know, in every conversation I've ever had with you, Don, like I, you exude positivity and, you know, and, and I would imagine that you're the type of guy that whether you're actually feeling it or not, you exude that to the outside to, and that will just, that's a trickle down effect with your staff. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you're going to have bad days. I mean, you're going to have busy days. There's a lot of stuff going on. Things didn't go your way with one project or this project. Everybody has bad days, you know, you, and, um, you know, we all know that, but when people come into your box, you know, they're probably having some bad days too, you know, um, and the last, and when they come in, they want to feel better, you know, not just physically, but mentally, but emotionally, you know, so, you know, even if you're ever in a bad day, you gotta, you gotta put that aside you gotta realize what you're doing. You're trying to help people. You're trying to, you know, get them out of there sweaty and smiling. You know, I had a great workout. I'm, you know, I'm happy. I can't, you know, I'm really glad I did this, you know, versus, you know, broken and busted, you know, when they leave uh, and just feeling like nobody cared. So the positivity thing, you know, you, you've got to tuck your bad day away and just kind of, you know, find that, that inner positive uh, and bring it out because you're going to drive that class. And if you're having a crap day, guess what? You're probably going to run a crap class. So if you can, you know, uh, be positive and it make people have a good day, uh, they're going to take off and, and it's going to affect the rest of their day. Uh, it may even affect yours as well. Oh, okay. You, you, you're hitting on some great points. I want to, I want to kind of step back into the positivity again. So Don, I'm interviewing to, to come work at your gym in that interview or in our sort of conversations leading up to that. What are some things like, how do you suss out positivity or joy, uh, being a key personality trait from somebody? Um, you know, it's, it's instinct a little bit, you know, like, do you like being around this person, you know, talking to these people? Um, one thing that's, that's positive, uh, is see how they, you know, interact with other people. You know, um, when I'm talking to anybody, if somebody comes walking into the gym, I'll say like, Hey, you know, Matt, how you doing? You know, Hey Bobby, what's going on? You know, um, are they the same? When I introduce them, you know, are they smiling to people when I introduce them? You know, are they, are they happy to meet that person? Do they introduce themselves by name? You know, and it's all those little things and you can get that, that vibe off of people, you know, like just how do they react to anybody? You, they're going to react to you a certain way because they want a job. Sure. Um, but it might just be, you know, the natural them who's positive and, and, you know, uplifting. So if you can see them interact with other people, then I think you have a, a better idea of, you know, who they are as a total person, but yeah, personality, some of it is just instinct, unfortunately. And it's not a crazy science. It's, do I like this person? Do I, do I think they're genuine? You know? Um, yeah. And, and you kind of got to run with that. Your gut's pretty much always right in that yeah. sense. Just, you know, yep. 
okay, so another thing that you said here is you said, you know, you want your members to leave sweaty and smiling. Now, I kind of want to frame this around. So I have had hundreds of conversations with gym owners. And when we always have this conversation of like, hey, Don, why should I join your gym? Let's say I live eight blocks from you. Like, what is the reason I should join your gym? And, and the answer that I get a lot is like, well, our programming is great. We run these, you know, we'll run a strength cycle and then we'll, you know, have PRs and we do, you know, we really knock it out of the park with the conjugate method. I mean, whatever it is, they kind of like go down this rabbit hole of why their gym is better than another gym or why somebody should do CrossFit or why somebody should do Zumba or whatever it is that they're doing. But you said something, you it's so succinct. I want you to leave here sweaty and smiling. There's no confusion with that. How did you arrive at this just being your core identifier? Well, anybody that leaves my box uh, is going to interact with how many different people, you know, throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, you know, their family, their friends, people they run into in the store. So, you know, I, I said to myself, you know, what kind of product do I want to throw out on the street? And it wasn't a product of, I want a guy who can, you know, clean and jerk 300 pounds. You know, it was somebody who had a great time at Apogee and feels like they're making progress. So that's where, and how do I boil that down? Okay. Sweaty and smiling, you know, uh, they get a great workout, you know, it's obviously effective. They're making the gains, um, you know, or the losses, you know, in weight, um, you know, that they're looking for but also they feel glad that they showed up. You know, there was an environment of people, you know, that were happy to see them. You know, they were getting high fived, you know, on the way out the door, you know, during the workout, you know, they get coached. Okay. But there's always that, you know, that, that uh, critique sandwich, you know, the positive, you know, then the the constructive and then the positive, you know, always kind of let them leave on a high note. Like, Hey, you know, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, even if you had a bad day snatching. Okay. Hey, you did this really well. We can work on this. You know, I remember when I was doing this, you know, and you kind of frame that stuff for them so that, you know, they're always leaving uh, optimistic. And if you send them out like that, somebody's going to ask them about it or they're going to, you know, talk about it on Facebook. And like, I love that place. I always feel like I'm making improvements. You know, even my bad days are kind of good days. Um, it's great. And so that's going to resonate. And then people are going to remember that. Well, if they leave and it was like, well, I showed up you know, they gave me the workout and nobody really talked to me and I kind of just did my thing and I don't know if I was doing things right, you know, um, and then I left, you know, uh, or I got hurt, you know, heaven forbid, um, because I was doing something wrong and nobody said anything. Well, now they're broken and busted and guess what? They're going to go out there and say something of, Hey, I, I messed myself up today at CrossFit. Well, negativity goes 10 times farther than positivity, you know, in the social media and everything else. Everybody latches onto it, unfortunately, in today's society. So you can send out two products. You know, one is sweaty and smiling. The other one is broken and busted. Um, and the sweaty, smiling stuff, man, that that makes gains because then their friends and family start talking to them more and more. And if you can build the community uh, from great people you already have and their friends who are supposedly great people because they know them, you know, you're just building your you know, you're building the dream box. Um, so, so that's one of those things we just tried to get down to those two kind of snippets of, of what we wanted. Um, and sweaty and smiling wins out hands down. I, you know, you talk, 
you talk with gym owners about pain points and frustrations and, and, and we see it all the time. Like you spend enough time in any of the, the forums or discussion boards, you see that it's, uh, you get these questions of like, well, what if somebody thinks my programming isn't good? Or what if somebody wants to do their own thing? What if somebody's talking crap on me on social media? Sure. Uh, I've got a click bill, you know, like I see sweating, sweaty and smiling. I see that and it's like, oh, that takes care of all those things. You know what I mean? If your single focus is sweaty and smiling, everything else yeah. is an afterthought. You know what I mean? Like, are we doing enough strength? Are we doing enough cardio? Are we doing enough long, slow distance, enough interval training? It's like, nope. Did you leave here happy? That's it. Yeah. yeah so did you leave I, here happy and you, and you can't wait to come back? Yeah. I love that, Don. So, Don, as we wrap up, kind of one thing that I think – Every entrepreneur, every business owner at some point in the journey has maybe had that day where they, they sat down and they're like, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know where to go from here. And I'm freaking out. <laughs> and, and, and I think that it's, I, I think it's good of us to acknowledge that, you know, uh, um, that everybody's been there. Like nobody's perfect. Even the, even the boxes that we look at that we're like, man, I want to be like that guy. That guy probably has days where he's like, I don't know where to go from here. I'm freaking out. Yep. So for the gym owner that could potentially be listening to this and having one of those days, uh, relate this to maybe a day like this that you've had and, and maybe give them a little something to kind of, dig up out of that rut they may be experiencing. Yeah. You know, um, just keep swimming. Dory was on it, man. Dory knew what she was talking about. Uh, hands down, just keep swimming. You will have bad days. You're, you had bad days before you owned a box. You know, you're going to have bad days after you own a box, you know, if that ever happens, uh, it's going to happen, you know, and you just have to keep moving forward. You know, you, you do what you can to eliminate the stuff that's causing a bad day you know, break it down. Like, Hey, why am I frustrated? Is it financial? Is it staffing? Is it members? You know? Okay. So, so what can I do about that? All right. So if it's financial, all right, I need to increase the revenue per member, or I need to increase, you know, number of members to a certain point or number of programs. What am I offering people? You know, all of those things, what is caught, what is causing me problems? You know, are there things I'm spending money on? I don't need to spend money on, um, you know, staffing. Do I have the right personalities? Is, is there a negative personality who's affecting others that's causing issues that I'm hearing about? You know, and that goes to members too. You know, do I have a couple of members who are cancerous, you know, that are affecting a bunch of people that may be affecting people wanting to come to my gym because of one individual. And you have to break those things down. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. I have had my bad days for sure. Usually, you know, for a lot of people, they're probably in the beginning, you know, when you're just conceiving of the box and you're starting the box, like, holy moly, how much do I charge? You know, I remember stressing, you know, like crazy, how much am I going to ask people to pay to come to me so I can train them, you know, and not go out of business, you know, because either I'm I think I'm charging too high or I'm charging too low, you know, um, you know, there's going to be times in the beginning where, wow, a lot more is going out than is coming in right now. And you're going to be worried about that, you know, have a plan, make a plan, realize in the beginning, like anything new, it's going to be frustrating. Um, anytime you start anything new in life, regardless of what it is, there's going to be those growing pains, you know, and you have to expect those and know that, but you also have to realize that if you address them and you work on them, they're going to go away. You know, you may have other problems that show up down the road. Okay, great. But if you keep moving and you stay positive, you know, and you address the things that are holding you back, uh, you're going to get through it. You really are. So you've always got to remember that some days it is 
hard to remember that. It is really hard to remember that. But, you know, go work out. Okay, if you're having a real bad day, frustrated, go work out. No kidding. That's my advice to anybody. Take 30 minutes, take an hour. Go go get sweaty, all right? And then everything will make, will feel a little bit better. And then go attack stuff, okay? I need to take, take care of this, financial, staffing, members. Go attack it, you know, knock it out. And then you will get through it. It's, it's a grind sometimes. Um, but if you knock things out and you address them, then, you know, those grinds, those bad days will be a lot fewer than the good days. Don, I think that's a great place to leave it. Uh, I, for one, am, am very thankful for this conversation. Again, I really appreciate your positivity. I appreciate the things that you're doing at your box. Um, and yeah, I think this is gonna, a very valuable episode for gym owners. So uh, again, Don Moss from CrossFit Apogee uh, is, thank you so much, Don, for joining us. And, oh, you got uh, it. And I think this is going to be a, a regular occurrence. I, I love chatting with you. You rock, Matt. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. All right, bye.